Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour 2, Wednesday. Hour 1 flew by. Come on in, stay a while. The movie is Air. It comes out, I think, uh, first week in April. And uh, Sonny Vaccaro is one of the stars. He's played by Matt Damon, and Sonny worked for Nike for a long time. He is the one largely responsible for getting Michael Jordan to go to Nike. That It's Sonny Vaccaro and Michael's mom, if you see the movie, who played by Viola Davis. They are responsible for Mike, because Mike was going to go to Adidas. But uh, we'll talk to Sonny Vaccaro about the recruitment of Michael Jordan back in the early 80s. This program brought to you by, as always, the uh, great folks at PXG. You can go to pxg.com or call 844-PLAY-PXG. I changed to PXG. Nobody makes golf clubs the way they do, period. By the way, two full nights, the world's biggest superstars square off at SoFi Stadium. WrestleMania goes Hollywood. It's live April 1st and 2nd, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. The kickoff show starts at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific, only on Peacock. Speaking of SoFi Stadium, apparently you just don't get that much for a couple of, what, three or four billion dollars. You got a wonderful football stadium. You got the Super Bowl. You won the Super Bowl. And then we were wondering, would the World Cup be held at SoFi Stadium? And we'll go to our uh, soccer correspondent, Seton O'Connor, on that. Why is SoFi not going to be able to host the uh, World Cup. Well, despite, I'm, I'm a, I think at the time of construction, they were aware the World Cup was coming to, to the United States, <laughs> yeah. or at least the possibility of yeah. it. But apparently, SoFi Stadium in L.A., uh, its pitch, Dan, Ooh. is too narrow to host uh, FIFA's showpiece event, the World Cup. Okay. By, and, by how much? Uh, it would take out like something like 10,000 seats or something like that which uh, that also then lowers the capacity threshold that FIFA requires. So if you took out the seats to expand the pitch, now you're down too many seats. Uh, Yeah. That would be a conundrum. Yes. Okay. Yes, Paul. So so there wasn't some type of meeting with a bunch of engineers, you know, eight, nine years ago, and they said, you know, World Cup, we got to make sure it's blank yards long, blank yards wide. And some guy named Bill just goes, nah. I mean – 
they didn't, they knew this coming, like he said. This is, can't be a surprise. Well, I understand with a hockey rink that not all hockey rinks were the same dimensions for a long time. I don't know if that's still the case, but I don't. You, you can't do that for soccer. You can't do that for football. You can do it for baseball. You can have your own dimensions there, but that would be a little bit of a problem. Would we even have noticed? I mean, I don't know how egregious this is. Like, oh my God, they're twenty feet, you know, <laughs> off. But wouldn't you think, okay, what can what can we not hold at SoFi Stadium? Nope. For this amount of money, four billion dollars, we can uh, we can hold anything except for the World Cup. Okay, sorry, I thought this was America. Okay, <laughs> uh, it's and, football, American football. And by the way, this is it, Los Angeles is a soccer crazed town. They love their soccer there. Yes, Todd. Now, when the foreman of the project was using a tape measure, that should have alerted some people that this may not be the dimensions that we're looking for. Oh. I mean, a tape measure is a valid measuring instrument. Maybe he should not for used. a stadium. Yeah, I think he should have used a tape measure. If you're working on the dimensions of something <laughs> as big as a multi-billion dollar stadium and using a tape measure, something may be off. That was the point I was trying to make. Say good morning to those listening. <laughs> Say good morning. Fox Sports Radio, iHeartRadio. Nearly 400. I hope there's still 400 cities that carry this program. A tape measure, dude. Yeah, Peacock carries this. Our streaming partner. Download the app. You can watch for free. Japan beats USA to win the World Baseball Classic. And this is how it sounded. The final out as Shohei Otani faces Mike Trout. Otani's ready. Trout's ready. 3-2. He struck him out. Otani strikes out Trout, and Japan's back on top of the baseball world. It was a lot of fun, and baseball's had a great six weeks here with new rule changes. I know that Edwin Diaz got hurt during the you know World Baseball Classic, a freak injury. Altuve's was a baseball injury with a broken thumb, but I know we got to wait three more years, but there's a whole lot of momentum attached to this, and I thought it was a lot of fun. The atmosphere was fun. It's difficult to say to baseball players, hey, be ready to go playoff mode in March because spring training is you're supposed to be getting in shape and it ramps up to the season to get ready for opening day. Now you're asking them, you're going to be in playoff atmosphere here. And that may be the only playoff atmosphere that Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are in this year. And Otani, this was wonderful. You know, if you want to showcase and he showcased uh, it should be showcase Otani because what he did. Yeah. Okay, Todd. How about that? All right, I'll give it to you. Oh, I'm a little upset that you didn't okay. like the tape measure, Joe. Uh, you, were you I'm listening? A judge. Were you listening to? I me? caught the last part of that. <laughs> I still wouldn't have given it. Thank you, Todd. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Sign up for the newsletter. Very proud of it. Uh, we have a new batch of moonshine coming out at the beginning of April. We'll give you all the details. And it's Azalea Moonshine. And before you go, Azalea, because I did that, Seton gave me a sample and I went, Azalea. It tastes great. I think it, it's better tasting than the, uh, the first two, cinnamon apple and salted caramel. But uh, Azalea, we'll let you know, should be at the beginning of April. Yes, Paul. Back when I was in college, Seton can attest to this. Azalea shots were the rage, man. We all were doing oh, them. Really? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a throwback. Mm. I didn't know you could make Azalea Moonshine, but... We somehow pulled it off. Yes. Ready to go. All right. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. 
the uh, Knicks Hall of Famer, Willis Reed, passed away at the age of 80. And uh, his former teammate, Bill Bradley, who also went to Princeton, is going to join us a little bit later on as well. Clippers lost Paul George last night. I don't know the severity of the injury, and I don't even want to speculate. No update, considering it's uh, you know a little after 7 a.m. in Los Angeles. But given his history, I mean, I, it looked bad. St. John's introduces Rick Pitino, and there was a whole lot of media there. And this is, if you're St. John's, this is what you want. Get some eyeballs on the program. Rick Pitino, Rick Pitino doesn't fail. And get, get some of those kids who were going elsewhere. When, and Marvin brought this up. He said, you got two starting point guards in the Sweet 16 who are from, one's from Queens and one's from Harlem. I mean, come on. Keep those guys in town. Yeah, Marv. And they're both playing in the, uh, at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> That's where the regionals are. So Patino can go there and say, hey, you want to get in the transfer portal? You, you can stay in New York. He said, you don't even have to fly home. It's like, you know, the uh, Cuban uh, player who defected. You know, you don't even just say, ah, you know what? You guys go back to uh, Manhattan, Kansas. I'm going to stay here. Yes, Todd. Is Rick Patino enough of a draw for these kids that maybe they had a lifelong dream of going to the Dukes and Kansas's and North Carolina's? Well, they're not even going there. I mean, one of the point guards plays for Kansas State. Like, it's not like you lost him to Duke. But I don't know. See, this is where parents would be more aware of Rick Pitino than the kids would be. What is Rick Pitino going to sell me? Now, is he going to sell the parents? You know, Deion Sanders is selling the parents. And is Rick Pitino going to be able to sell St. John's basketball to an 18-year-old? And that's going to be, you know, the tough part of this. But... If I'm Rick Pitino and I go into your house and you're in the New York area, I'm telling mom and dad, your, your son's going to stay at home. You're going to be there for every game. We're going to play at the garden occasionally, but they're staying at home. You get to see little Tommy out there. And I'll make sure of that. And maybe that's, you know, the magic of Pitino is he can recruit, he can coach. And that's all you're asking for. It's like with college basketball. Somebody was upset, uh, a friend of mine who went to Providence. He's like, I can't believe Georgetown tampered with our coach. And I go, you know what tampering is in college sports now? Is when your coach gets poached. But when you poach somebody, it's not tampering. There's no rules in college basketball. And, and you know, my friend who went to Providence, he's like, look at these coaches who are still, uh, you know, alive in this Sweet 16. You know, there's no angels here. I go, what do you think college athletics is? It's big business. This this isn't, hey, that's my father figure here. No, that, that it's just, he's a businessman and so am I. Where's my money? And he's going to want to know where his money is. But getting caught up in Georgetown poached Ed Cooley. Uh, did you poach Ed Cooley when you recruit? I mean, this is how it works. This is college athletics. It's, it's, you know, the underbelly. It ain't pretty. And now you can't break a rule. It's really hard to break a rule. <laughs> you know, it is. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, you know, I thought about this a lot yesterday. You said yesterday that if you were Ed Cooley at Providence, you would have stayed at Providence. Good program, Northeast. He's 
Well, he got a pretty good bump in pay. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't have gone to Georgetown. I thought about it a lot yesterday. You know, Ed Cooley was born in Providence and grew up there and was a basketball player in that area. And there's a lot of stuff going on right now is when was Ed Cooley contacted by Georgetown? Sure. When did he agree verbally to the job? Mm-hmm. Was he recruiting? Who was he recruiting for the past month? There's a lot of internet chatter about how that's going to work. Yes, out. and that's what my friend brought up. You know, that he lost, what, six of his last eight games? He had his house up for sale? Like, when, when did you realize that Georgetown was going to reach out to you? But look, Georgetown has had a full year, if not two years, to be looking for Patrick Ewing's replacement. Okay? So this isn't one of those, oh, the job just opened. It was going to be open. The question is, who was going to take that job? I just thought, it, at best, it's a lateral move for him, except for financially. Because Georgetown... You know, aside from John Thompson, what is Georgetown? It's just a, a great school. Providence has been a relevant basketball program for a long time. And I was surprised. And, but Ed Cooley had been there, what, 11 years? I mean, he had been there, I think, for a while. And maybe he thought, this is as far as I'm going to go. Maybe I go here, I can make more money. And I'm going to be following Patrick Ewing, and that's not going to be difficult to uh, pass up. Like, Fairleigh Dickinson's head coach was like, hey, we weren't even supposed to be in the tournament. Merrimack was supposed to be in the tournament. We got in. Uh, we had a little success. I'm taking the Iona job. Tobin Anderson's like, I'm, I'm going to follow Rick Bettino. Like, okay, he's not going to get this opportunity again because they weren't even supposed to be in the tournament. So the coaches, look, that's just, that, that's the landscape now. You can't be surprised at it. Or you shouldn't be, I, I should say. You shouldn't be surprised. Transfer portal coming up, I think, in two weeks. And once again, it's like recess. You just open the doors and run out. And then you hope somebody wants, wants you. and Because you can be in the transfer portal. But if nobody signs you, your school, they can replace you. It's like once you go out for recess, they can shut the door and you don't get back in. And that's going to happen to some players. Uh, let me see. A couple of phone calls in here. Lou in Chicago. Hi, Lou. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Uh, five nine with shoes on. One seventy five. All right. Um, I'm loving all the MJ talk, and I have a story for you. I uh, I work. I used to work for one of the brands that sponsored MJ, and we're on set at an advertising shoot, and we all know MJ's not an actor, so he's struggling with some of the lines, and, and the director's really working with him, and taking his time, and MJ's practicing, which is, which is a huge deal because not all these celebrities and spokespeople really take the time to do it right. They just kind of show up, do their thing, check out. MJ at one point is kind of struggling, and the director of the ad shoot says, hey, Mike, you know, don't worry. It doesn't need to be perfect. Oh. MJ, his mood instantly changes. Deadpan looks at the director. He goes, do you not know who I am? He sends <laughs> a chill through the entire shoot. It was an incredible experience. Uh, thank you, guys. Have a yeah. great day. All right, Lou. Thank you. By the way, on this date in 1986, something bad happened to Michael Jordan in a basketball game. Yeah, Marv. He broke his foot? No. I think that was 84. 84, 85? That's sound right? March of 86? March of 86. This happened to Michael Jordan. And you're not going to believe it. Yeah, Paul. He lost a regular season basketball game? Because I don't recall that happening. <laughs> You'd have to prove that. He hit every game-winning shot. Yeah, right. He missed a game-winning shot? Oh, wait, no, that's not possible. No, no, no. Do you know that 
he played in 1,109 regular season games and playoff games with the Bulls. He was held under 10 points one time on this date, 1986, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. He had eight points. I'm going to need a second source. Stat of the day, stat of the day, <laughs> stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? what stat of the day. Held Take, under 10 points in the first quarter? Game. The entire game. How could that happen? Yes. Yes. Is he in a walking boot or something? Yeah. Just kind of hopping around for a few minutes? Fake news. But, yeah. Mike, eight points. Yeah, points. Was the game canceled at half due to lightning? No. Was nothing? No. He had eight points. Yeah. Occasionally he had a bad game. Occasionally. Well, the man who recruited him to Nike, Segway, Sonny Vaccaro will join us coming up. One point. I, I, I may have to... Jump on this story. Michael Jordan came off the bench that game. I wonder if there was an injury or something. He played, the great Michael Jordan played only 16 minutes that game, was 4 of 13, had 8 points. For some reason, he did not start. Gene Banks got the start. Oh, Duke's Gene Banks. Right. Charles Oakley, Gene Banks, George Gervin, Sid Green, and Kyle Macy. Orlando Woolridge and John Paxson and Michael Jordan all came off the bench for mm. some reason for the Bulls. Hmm. Yes, Todd. Even off the bench, he's got to score at least 17. That's weak. No. Fair, that's he fair. must have mailed it in that night. I don't know. You wouldn't think MJ would do that. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll talk to Sonny Vaccaro, joining us next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Independent Living Systems, ILS, Healthcare Administration Solutions Provider, suffered a data breach. Personal information of more than 4 million individuals was exposed. Hackers accessed the system from June 30th to July 5th of 2022, compromising all this data, patients, full names, social security numbers, taxpayer ID numbers, medical information, health insurance information. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every single day. That's why you need LifeLock by Norton, detect and alerting you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own. And... Crimes committed by thieves pretending to be you. If you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to protect what is yours with LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Promo code Patrick. 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Promo code Patrick for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments, where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
you know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories. For 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. DraftKings has the updated lines on March Madness. Favorite, Alabama, followed closely by Houston, then UCLA, Connecticut, and Creighton. Creighton has Princeton coming up on Friday night. We'll talk to Bill Bradley, who went to Princeton. In fact, Bill Bradley once scored 58 points in a game. I think it was a consolation. A third, they used to play a third-place game, and they'd have the title game, and then you'd have a third-place game, and I think he put up 58. But I think the NCAA record is Austin Carr, who had 61 with Notre Dame against Ohio University. I don't know if anybody scored more than that in a tournament game. Yeah, Paulie. Hall of Famer and a senator in the same lifetime. Yeah. That's not really fair. Yeah. Won a couple of titles with the Knicks, the passing of his teammate Willis Reed, at the age of 50. And I think we remember Willis Reed for one moment, and that was the 1970 NBA Finals. But it wasn't on live TV. I think it was still tape delayed back then. And he came out of the locker room. They didn't know if he was going to play in Game 7. And, of course, the big matchup with the Lakers, Jerry West and Will Chamberlain. And Marv Albert was the announcer, the Knicks announcer, the radio announcer. And he got wind that Willis Reed was getting a shot on his injured leg, knee, and he was going to play. And, you know, back then, you know, I mean, it was just a different era as far as 
you know, was anybody going to have information on that? The Lakers didn't know that Willis Reed was going to play. He comes out, and I think Marv Albert gives his signature yes, and then Willis Reed is on the floor. He only made two baskets, I think. He had two jumpers, and that was it. Walt Frazier had one of the greatest Game 7s in NBA history. He didn't win the MVP. Willis Reed did. In fact, I think Willis won the MVP both times the Knicks won the NBA championship. But I just remember Clyde Frazier against Jerry West in the Lakers. I think it was 36 points, 19 assists, and like six steals. And he was spectacular. And he didn't, he didn't win the MVP. Yes, Marv. Willis Reed also won the league MVP that same year. And in the 70. All, and the All-Star, and the All-Star game. game. Yeah, yep. you're right. Yeah, him and Michael Jordan. I think the only people to do that. Yes, Todd. And you're right. He did win a Finals MVP both seventy and seventy three. Yeah, but I think he only had two hoops, two baskets early in that game against the the uh, Lakers. And uh, I mean, you're thinking about who's going to be the MVP and the emotional lift that he gave them. But it was all about Walt Frazier. Yeah, Marv. Growing up, I thought Willis Reed scored 184 <laughs> points that game. Everybody thinks, oh, Willis played in Game Seven. How many did he have? Four. But he's immortalized. He had four points, immortalized, and won the MVP. And I think he only played ten years. And and I was he Creighton? Does that sound right? That Willis Reed went to Grambling State. Oh, Grambling State. There you go. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Yeah, uh, but uh, Grambling State. You know, when he came into the league, I don't know if there was a lot of fanfare because you already had Wilt in there. You had a lot of big men, and you had Lou Alcindor. Yeah, Paul. If something like Willis Reed happened today and it's like LeBron James was out, that he got shot. Yeah. Oh, look at LeBron making about him. The dramatic entrance. He only scored four <laughs> points. He didn't really help his team out. So first take would crush him. Austin Carr went 25 of 44 in 1970 and scored 61 points against Ohio University. The only 60-point game in tournament history. By the way, and we're waiting for Sonny Vaccaro to join us, the um, player from Detroit Mercy, who was disappointed, uh, Davis, Antoine Davis. He came within, what, three points of passing Pete Maravich on the all-time scoring list. And he was disappointed that, and I think he was responding to social media, like the CBI didn't invite his team, even though they had a losing record. And I understand your frustration. But first of all, you played five years. Second of all, you had the three-point shot. You played 60 more games than Maravich did, and you feel slighted that you didn't get to play in a tournament game where you would have passed Pete Maravich on the all-time scoring list. I mean, I don't have that much sympathy for you, but I'm surprised that the CBI has standards when it comes to who you invite. Like, I would think it'd be like, who wants to play? Like, oh, Detroit Mercy wants to play in the CBI? Come on in. Come on it's not like you're going to besmirch our integrity here. We're the CBI. <laughs> like if you no have offense. a if you have a losing record, you can get into the CBI. What has happened to the CBI? They let in losing teams. <laughs> they they let in Detroit Mercy. They have no morals, no integrity. You got a storyline there. This kid would become the all-time leading scorer. All right. Anybody with me on this? <laughs> I, I love this. He's upset. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play in the CBI. Oh, I'd take anybody who wants to play in the CBI. All right. 
I uh, mentioned that I got to see the movie air on Monday. There was a screening down in New York. Uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Viola Davis, they were there in attendance. And uh, the movie is about Sonny Vaccaro and Nike and the pursuit of Michael Jordan and creating that partnership that really revolutionized the world of sports and, and culture. Matt Damon plays Sonny Vaccaro, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, Viola Davis also in it. Chris Tucker has uh, got a starring role as well. Hits theaters on April 5th as we bring in Sonny Vaccaro. How close did you come to losing Michael Jordan at Nike? Every day. Every day was a challenge. Uh, I was the stranger when I first met him. I, I never met him. Um, George Routing introduced me, and I knew George very well at that time. He was my best man at the, our wedding. But since that, that first day, there was some sort of a connection that I you can't explain. People make, you know, they had this. It was like karma or something. I can't explain it to you. But every day from the first day on for the next three and a half months in pursuing him was a chore because the, the idea for me was to help convince him to believe in this young company that might do something that they've never done before. That was the chore. And Michael was Michael, you know, 21, 22 years old as he is, you know, 40 something. He had his own mind, his idea of what he wanted to do, and he didn't want to go with Nike, that's for sure. So. It was my greatest journey, and you know, I've had a few of these things. But the other things, basically, in my life, Dan, I controlled, whether it was that first All-Star game, whether it was paying the coaches, it was seri you know, seriously my idea. This was an idea that was given to me, the opportunity by you know, Phil Knight and Rob Strasser and Peter Moore, especially Rob and, and Phil, they gave me the okay. I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would ever be involved on the professional side and, and recruiting a player that was going to be the signature of Nike forever. But I didn't know if it was more about recruiting Michael's mom in the movie uh, played by Viola Davis, or was it more about recruiting Michael to Nike? Michael was always Michael, but I knew that family, not specifically Mrs. Jordan at that time, but family was what guided Michael. So after the first meeting, I knew that the only way to Michael's heart was we got to convince his family. I didn't assume, and I, I don't want to think anyone is there. I think that I said, we're going to go from this. I just said, I, I knew family was big in that short period of time. And Michael Jordan really only listened to family and then mom. There's no question. Did M Nike make Michael? Did Michael make Nike? <laughs> Let me just say this. I have no idea what history, neither do you, Mr. Patrick, but without Michael Jordan, he made everything. And he made, you, you people in the media talk about the GOAT, the best player and all that. I'm not going to be involved with that crap because I believe personally that the GOAT is the guy who is the best player in the generation he plays. So let's get past the GOAT stuff. Okay. Let's get past Michael with LeBron and, you know, and this guy and that guy. But what he was the GOAT of for Nike, start with Nike, but the rest of the world was marketing. What he did, he opened up a billion trillion dollar industry for people that he never met. And who are they? The athletes, and particularly the minority athletes of today's society. He opened up a venue that he could be a part ownership in. 
He's Sonny Vaccaro, the former sports marketing executive. He signed Michael Jordan to that first sneaker deal at Nike. So you leave Nike, you go to Adidas, you have a chance to sign LeBron because he wore Adidas in high school, I believe. How did Adidas screw that up that LeBron ended up going to Nike? The LeBron story is quite different than the Michael story. I knew that, you know, LeBron's family, including mom and all his, all the young, you know, Maverick, when they were 10th to 11th grade in high school, that one was someone I, when I made my break, it was like when I found Kobe for Adidas in, in 96 or 97 and Tracy the next year after that, that I did that pretty good. And I knew this kid was going to be pretty good because the people in, you know, his hometown, they brought a film to me, but Adidas screwed up the way Adidas historically screws up, okay? They, they should have had Michael Jordan. This conversation in 84, Michael would have gone with them for 50 cents more for a financial part of it. They offered much more on the surface until we squeaked the pot and said, you're gonna get a percentage. Yeah. So LeBron, LeBron was ignorance. Adidas made a horrible mistake, a horrible mistake. They changed. I offered LeBron, you know, $100 million, $10 million a year while he was still in high school. Never signed anything. We didn't break any violations. I, I, I met him and his family, you know, and I said, this is what it's going to be. And until that moment, until the day of the signing, where you're supposed to sign, I was given permission. Dan, in my lifetime, whoever I work for, I never spent other people's money without them giving me the opportunity to spend other people's money. It wasn't like I was guaranteeing it. But Adidas told me that given the 10 million a year. I go to this meeting in, you know, in Malibu when LeBron flies out and you know the team flies out, we're whining and dining. I was in his home. I was back, you know, in you know, in Ohio with them. I, I watched them grow up and all that sort of stuff. We opened up the contract, it wasn't hundred million. They had incentives in there. Oh. Well, my first life, my first thing was. You know, you're giving a guy $100 million, you're worrying about incentives, you're, hope, you're hoping he can play? I mean, that's bullshit, <laughs> excuse me. But my point, my point there, Dan, is they, they said no. Well, the rest is history. You know, when I opened up, I told LeBron and his mom that I hugged them and Pam and I went over to the corner of this mansion in Malibu and I said, you go to Nike and you get yourself a good deal. Don't tell them that we screwed up. Play, play the music with them, you know, make uh -huh. them pay, whatever it was. So they screwed up. I don't know if we would have signed them, because I still believe Nike would have eventually gone over it. I mean, but I don't know if that's true too. This is still 2000, what, you know, one, two, three, yeah. whatever it is, right? Yeah. I mean, we're not ready yet. LeBron set the next thing. LeBron came in and overcome what Kobe had done. You know, by, by, by that time, you know, Kobe's a great player and all that stuff. He, he has a miscue, you know, he, you know, he changes shoe companies, all that stuff. LeBron was the next one. And LeBron came as closest to getting what Michael got in his own shoe, but he didn't get it out of it. Adidas screwed up. I've known you for a long time. And if you would have said somebody was going to play you in a movie, I probably wouldn't have picked Matt Damon. I wouldn't have picked somebody as good looking as Matt Damon, but, uh, yeah. Congratulations. You know yeah. Well, well, that is more than congratulations. Matt Damon playing me. You know, Dan, you, you have known me a long time, and I'm so glad we get to talk to talk.
about this subject because you've been with me where times weren't so good, where sometimes you and a couple of other guys gave me a chance to talk about what it was I was trying to do, you know. So to hear, you know, Matt Damon, I mean, my God, I mean, you know, Ben and the whole cast, I mean, these guys are amazing. I mean, Ben, I mean, their background, I couldn't have picked any, I mean, who would I to pick? I never thought the day would come. This never entered my mind, Mr. Patrick, ever. So if I should die tomorrow, when we hang up, okay, I'll know that I'm at peace with whatever you know, happens and whatever talks about, because I've watched the evolution of something that very few had a chance to watch, the evolution of a, a human being that actually changed the patterns of America. And that evolution was Michael Jordan. I'm happy for you, Sonny. And, uh, you know, continue good health there in uh, Palm Springs and uh, good luck with the movie. I pray to God I get to see you and your family one more return. We make the last rodeo here, okay? Thank you, bud. All right. God bless you. Thank you. It's Sonny Vaccaro. Didn't expect that at the end of the interview, but uh, hope he's in good spirits, good health. He's in good hands with his wife, Pam, but... Uh, Sonny, uh, Sonny been around college basketball a long, long, long time. And I think it, 1982, I've, I've known him 40 years. And uh, the highs and lows, good and bad, from Nike, Adidas, Reebok, uh, and what he did for these college coaches. And, and to get them on board, get them under contract, and then pay them, and then their kids were going to wear Nike shoes. I mean, that's, that's the evolution of all of this, that these coaches weren't making a lot of money. And then Nike and Sonny made sure that the coaches made a lot of money off the shoe deals. Therefore, you were wearing Nike on the sidelines, and your players were wearing Nike. Yeah, Paul. And, and I think the byproduct of Michael Jordan going Nike would be Bo Jackson because they hit a home run with Jordan, and then when they get a hold of Bo Jackson, they have like the green light to create a brand around him. And, you know, Nike was rolling at that point when they, when they brought Bo Jackson. They made him one of the most famous athletes in the world. The movie comes out April 5th, and you don't have to know basketball because it's, this is like Jerry Maguire. There's a Jerry Maguire feel to this, maybe a little money ball feel to this, and uh, it's well done. Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck, Jason Bateman, Viola Davis, and Chris Tucker. And you're watching the movie, and at the time... You know, Nike wasn't Nike, what it is today. And they were looking at all of the players who were going to be drafted. And they're going down the list, and they looked at Charles Barkley and John Stockton, uh, Mel Turpin, uh, Lancaster Gordon, and Sonny Vaccaro kept coming back to Michael Jordan. And not spoiling anything here, but there's a moment of clarity for Sonny Vaccaro when he realizes the genius, the brilliance of Michael Jordan. And you've watched this play many, 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 many times. Michael hits the game-winning shot. North Carolina beats Georgetown. Sonny is watching it. And at the time, James Worthy was the star of North Carolina. And he would go on to have a Hall of Fame career. But Sonny looks at the play that they designed. And he says, look at this. And everybody's looking at the same play. And everybody's going, okay, yeah, he hit the jumper. He says, no, Dean Smith diagrammed a play for a freshman to take that shot. James Worthy was the decoy. 
And that was kind of the moment of truth, the epiphany there. It's like, oh, my God, it's right there in front of me. Dean Smith already knew what the rest of America was going to find out sooner than later of the, you know, the greatness of Michael Jordan. Worthy is going to, how many times would a, the best player be used as a decoy and then you're going to have a freshman take the jumper and make the jumper? And Jordan was waiting for it. Like you can see where he knows he's getting the ball. And, and also back then he was known as Mike Jordan. <laughs> Doesn't sound as intimidating. Hi, Mike. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good. Uh, that's Michael. Ooh, okay. I'm not worried about Mike. Unless it's Tyson. (laughs) (laughs) Then I was worried about him. Uh, If he was just Michael Tyson, I'd be like, "Eh, all right, boxer. Michael Moore? No, he's not going to Michael Tyson's not beating anybody up. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to go with Michael. That would have been bad. (laughs) Thank you, Todd. Um, Let me take a break here. All right? Get some phone calls. Top of the hour. The senator won a couple of championships with the Knicks. uh, Bill Bradley. Princeton grad on Princeton Sweet 16 and also the passing of Hall of Famer Willis Reed. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. 
That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Get some phone calls here. Yeah, I, I've, I mentioned uh, that I've known Sonny Vaccaro 40, 40 years, and he really helped me navigate the coaching ranks there and introduced me to John Thompson, uh, you know, some of the bigger names when I was just getting started at CNN. And I loved the sport and covered the sport, but he, he kind of let me into the fraternity there. And I never forgot it and uh, stayed in touch with him for a long, long time. And uh, the movie is certainly, uh, you know, verbal bouquet to him and what he did with Michael Jordan and uh, also Viola Davis's role as Michael Jordan's mom. Uh, let's see. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Chris in Virginia. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today? Hey, um, I had a question um, about Cam Newton. All right. Would you would you think that he could come back as a tight end for the NFL? Could he? Sure. Would he? No. They, these guys, it's like Eric Crouch won a Heisman Trophy at Nebraska as a quarterback. And he was going to be drafted by the Rams in, what, the third round, second or third round. And they wanted him as a returner. And, uh, like, he could have been a Julian Edelman type. He didn't want to do it. He wanted to be a quarterback. He could have been Antoine randall So you're a quarterback. You're going to have to change. He didn't want to do it. Tim Tebow, late in his career. Because we had said it before. I'd said it to him. What about playing tight end? Nope, I'm a quarterback. Cam Newton's a quarterback. Cam Newton, I don't think, would want to come back. If I said, Cam, you can start, and you're going to be a starting tight end. Carolina, let's say. Would he want to do it? I don't think he would. And I don't know if he wants to play. I think he likes to tell us that he could play or that he's better than quarterbacks, You know that he's, he's better than the quarterbacks. Not all the quarterbacks in the NFL are better than him. He's a star. He's just not a, a player anymore. And he misses that. I mean, imagine that you've been an MVP, you went Super Bowl commercials, and then all of a sudden you're 33 and it's over. Athletes have midlife crisis, but it's not midlife. It's right after they retire. Like, what am I going to do? But if you're going to maybe reclaim some of that, I would think being an analyst, I would be curious about Cam Newton, to have somebody that young and you're going to give that perspective of just playing in the NFL instead of, like CBS has guys who haven't played in 30 years. Or NBC with Tony Dungy hasn't coached in a while. And, and you know, Fox has guys who have, haven't played in a long time. You know, get that younger person on the set. Feels like Amazon is, that's their approach. Getting Richard Sherman in there, uh, Andrew Whitworth. Joe Thomas, getting guys who are younger. And maybe that's going to happen here soon with some of these pregame shows. But I, I'd love to see Cam Newton 
if, if he really loves the game, uh, you could you could use him in a variety of ways. Uh, let's see, Jeff in L.A. Hi, Jeff. What's up, GP? How you doing? Hey, man. Hey, real quick before we get into the Michael Jordan ten point game, uh, your friend from Providence that was complaining about Ed Cooley. Now, if you listen to the DP Bet Show, you would know that Bad Larry went to Providence. It's not Bad it's Larry. A- it's not Bad Larry. It's it's a friend of Bad Larry's. All right, all right. So, getting to that ten point game, I I I didn't want you guys spreading you know misinformation about Michael Jordan. That was the year he broke his foot in yeah. '85 in the back half, and I'm pretty sure that was his first game back from his broken foot. It says in his first game back from injury, Jordan played 13 minutes, scored 12 points. It wasn't his first game back from the broken foot. I think third game back. His next game, he had 17 points in 14 minutes. And then he played 16 minutes in a game against the Cavs. He scored eight points. He literally played the game on one foot. Literally. Uh, the loss was the fifth in a row for the Bulls and saw them fall two and a half games back of the eighth seed Cavaliers. Is that the year, though, that they beat the Cavs and then that's when they when they eventually played the Celtics? That's right. That's the Celtics series. Okay. He literally had three toes removed. Is that true? During the surgery. Correct. I don't know. People and imagine about. the deal that Nike cut. So they signed Mike and then his rookie year – and then his second year, he breaks his foot. Is that right? And then, so you have that huge deal. And the fact that Air Jordan is down with a broken foot. And then they said, shut it down the entire year. And Jordan said, nope, I'm coming back. And he came back with a vengeance. Coming up, final hour. We'll talk to the former senator, former New York Nick, and Princeton grad, Rhodes Scholar show off bill bradling on the passing of willis reed and also college athletics now college basketball former princeton tiger his school in the sweet 16 more phone calls as well on this wednesday final hour right after this at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The superbly versatile all-electric EQB from Mercedes-Benz. It's impressively techy and surprisingly roomy with available seating for up to seven. The vehicle is all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQB. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to to discover and Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.